Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. For the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Seriously, there's some stuff going on in the studio here between Sats and Woogie that uh, you blokes, we're going to have to it's put the worst you in a boxing job ring. Had, badge. badge and Sats here, Woogie in the background. To be sure, to be sure. With you, a uh, welcome to the show, Sports Day. Nice to be with you. Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. None of I'm wearing green, kind of accidentally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, any great Irish sports people? Well, anyone Irish out there, happy St. Uh, Paddy's Day to you. Do we have many in Australia apart from uh, Jamoan? Don't know what he played. Video would have played a bit of something. Well, basically you can throw any sports man or woman with the last name O'Connor. Yes, true. Michael O'Connor. James O'Connor. Sonny O'Williams. Yep. Great player. Sats. You, you you toss one up before we came in the air. Played AFL for the Sydney Swans. Ty Keneally. Ty Keneally. There yep. you go. Won Champion a guy too. Won a Champion premiership guy. with the Swans back in two thousand and five. Thanks, Woogie Swans fan extraordinaire. He actually went home, won. didn't he? Went home that to day play. They got, he got on him that day when they won. He actually went home, didn't he? He went home to play uh, Gaelic football mm. and then came back again as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Rightio, a big show coming up, former Gold Coast winger, now Broncos uh, winger outside back, David Mead, is going to join us. They they play this week, and uh, he is back from a stint in the Super League with Catalans. Yeah. Used to be Davey Moore, was his name? When he played? Yeah. It was. First started as Dave Moore. What happened there? Is this like Josh Papali, Papali, Ian? Yeah, well, no, he wanted to celebrate his auntie's name. When moving to Australia, he wanted to celebrate his auntie's uh, surname, and it was Mead, so it changed. Yeah, grew up in Lismore. Right. Yeah, Northern Rivers. We moved from, to Australia from Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Originally, because he's a Papua New Guinean international. Yes. So, uh, yeah, okay. Now, the great concussion debate is, uh, well, it's heating up somewhat. Um, did catch James Graham on... NRL 360 uh, last night. He's always was, been quite passionate about it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And, uh, you know, talking about whether Jake French should retire and his feelings on it. And uh, we're going to play a bit of that pretty soon, Woogie, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are. And uh, the a new segment is back again. It's called... What? Thank you very much, Oprah, on cue. What? Can you, can, Woogie, can you just make sure... Just, Badge, just... Can you just wait a sec? When, when we actually throw to something... Okay, there can't be a – no, it doesn't mean you get to talk. We oh. want you to – Oh, he's not letting you okay. talk now. <laughs> we can't have a pause. Okay, so can, badge, can, you, can you just go again? We get new segment. That was a that was a bear. Mm. What? Oh, honestly. You know what a bear is? Keep working Bear's with amateurs. Got, what's a bear got? Uh, Big paws. Tongue. Now, uh, the most famous person in your – oh, Woogie well, did find This is excellent. 
Tom Brady has put out an Instagram post yep. where he's given out his mobile phone number and pa- said, "Apparently, it's his number." Give me, a, it'll be his number. Sets. Okay, what yeah. do you mean? Well, give me a call. Send me. A, sorry, give me a text, and I will get back to you. Uh, so we're asking, who's the most famous person in your phone? Have you got Tom Brady? Well, you wouldn't have Tom Brady in your phone. We'll give you the number. Uh, are you going to play that now, Wilkes? Yes, please. Go for it. Hey, what's up, everyone? So this is a real first for me, but I've been talked into giving out my cell phone on the internet. So listen, rule number one, before we get into any of this, no texting on game days. Really though, what this is, is it's a tool that will allow me to communicate more directly with my fans and my followers, uh, where we can actually do a better job of responding to you and your questions and all the great messages. Sometimes it gets hard to sort through the, you suck Brady in the comments. I know there's quite a few of those over the years. It's usually from the Jet fans, but to be clear, if you do text me, you suck, yes, I'll see it. And uh, I may or may not respond. So shoot me a message. I promise I'm gonna get back to as many of you guys as possible when I have the time. Once once it's upon a time badge, can you remember sitting at home, Having dinner or just you know just relaxing at home and your home phone would ring, yes, and it'd be a journal on the other end. He'd say, "G'day, Gary, how are you? Badge, yeah, good, yeah, good. Uh, whoever, uh, Peter Flingos, yes, God rest his soul. Oh, listen, I want to have a chat to you about the game this week. Yeah, well, what do you want to talk about? Boy, eating a chicken bone. So, um, so the NRL players can probably take a leaf out of everyone Tom had, Brady's book. And everyone had be everyone's accessible. numbers. In fact, I think at the start of the year, the club put out. A list of every player and their numbers. Yeah, but now you've got to go through the, uh, through the. So yeah, the uh, the NRL the, players, the, the media managers, they've now come out on the back of uh, Tom Brady saying that yeah, send me a message. But they put a mandate in place that you you can't contact the players three days before a game or three days after the game. Mm. Okay, so yeah. So good. What if they what if they got a short week and they're playing oh. six days apart? Yeah. Who's the most what? famous person on your phone, Sats? Alan Jones. Really? Yeah. Can you give us his number? I'll tell you a story a little bit later Alan on. Alan Jones. Well, you've just trumped me. I'm, I've got no one. Are we talking about this later or are we just talking about it now? I've got Wayne Grady. don't even know how I got Grady's number, but I got it. He wouldn't like me to give that out. He's one of the most famous Aussies. That's no doubt at all. Hey, you tell us. Uh, 0437736736. Who is the most famous person <laughs> in your phone? And you haven't had to have called them before. No. You just have to have it in your phone. Exactly. So let us know. Or you can give us a call if you want. one three hundred forty two, fifteen thirty three. Let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. All right, some serious stuff now, Scotty Sattler. Uh, it wasn't that serious uh, the other night on after the after the after game show, the Maddie John show after yep. the footy. Toby Rudolph was questioned by Brian Fletcher. Uh, he had a bit of a, a light-hearted response about going out and getting on it and trying to pick up at uh, at Northies in Male Cronulla. Male or female? We're uh, not quite sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, now that 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 would that gathered, I think ten million people have watched or listened to that since. But there was a, a response from the NRL. They've sent him out a uh, fired fired off a warning letter to him to say, "Hey, be careful." It's offensive. The yeah. sort of stuff you do is offensive. And now. It's turned the other way around again a little bit where the likes of Daly Cherry Evans, he's, he's come out, in, in, he's, he's uh, on the Players Association. Yep. He said, come on, he's just, that's who he is and he was just having a bit of lighthearted fun. Uh, and this was from Brian Fletcher. It was clear 
So he's on he, he's on a show. I know Toby Rudolph. We've had a lot of chats over over the last say twelve months. Mm. He feels comfortable with us. He's on a show. He's very very good at acting like that. That he he it was so clean into your show. It was so cl- clearly a joke that after he stopped, he turned around and said, and you could tell by his body language mm. as well. You could tell that, and yeah, I did lead him into a, into a question, but that's because I know what he's like, and he's very entertaining. Yeah. It's so hard to get players after a game to act like they want to act. Mm. And we we talk about it and we're saying it's hard to get characters in the game. You know what's going to happen now after this? The players are going to give their robotic, boring answers, forwards go forward, mm. backs did their job. That's not entertaining. It's not entertaining. I suppose it's timing is everything and on the back of... The, the rallies and the marches over the weekend. That, that was Joel and Fletcher. That was they Joel are Fletcher, entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are entertaining. And I, I actually agree with, with Brian Fletcher. He is an entertaining individual. He's a bit of a character. Both he and Liam Martin, who live together for a couple of years now, mm. play for opposite sides. But And they've always been quite entertaining when it comes to their social media and when they've interviewed them both. Uh, it's a little bit left of centre, a little bit quirky, their, their sense of humour, and I like it. You know, I, I look, I'm comfortable with what's happened. I, I think the NRL had to to send him something. They haven't fined him. They no. haven't sanctioned him. They've warned him. Um, I think most of the people at the NRL probably had a bit of a chuckle about it. Yep. There might have been a couple of people there that were offended. There would be keep, people that were offended by those comments, um, but I think a lot of oh, people you know, had a bit of a, a I'm, chuckle I'm about it. I'm happy to be gauged by our listeners as well. I'm 0477736736. And we have got some female listeners who do Plenty. Texas. Were you offended Michelle, by Michelle, let us know. What did you the, think? Uh, even the male listeners were Emma, you offended by what he Emma, by what he said. Always texting as well, so let us know and uh, and and plenty of others. Were, yeah, were you offended? You can you can call us or uh, or give us a uh, a text as well. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Now uh, the Cowboys have declared their interest in Tom Dearden. Todd Payton has confirmed they are chasing him as a replacement. Jake Jake Clifford goes at the end of this year to the Knights. Mm. So they will need uh, probably another quality halfback, although they, you know, they have a bit of depth there with uh, Scott Drinkwater can play in the halves and Michael Morgan, of course. But, yeah, they've said they're chasing Tom Dearden. Now, Tom Dearden is lined up at the moment uh, ever so slightly behind Brody Croft, who got the nod in round one, and he's, he's been named again in round two for the, for the Brisbane Broncos. What chance do you think, Sats, of he is uh, – firstly, the Broncos letting him – go, and secondly of him actually making the move up, up north. Well, he's off the contract at the end of this year, Tommy Dearden, so he's, he's allowed to sign, negotiate with anyone as we speak. Uh, yeah, he's a little bit disgruntled. I, I feel as though that uh, he was held partly responsible for that trial they had against the Cowboys where they had a good lead. Cowboys came back and won that trial match, and with Dearden being the halfback, I feel as though that he was probably... Uh, like I said, held partly responsible for the way that game finished, not controlling the game as a halfback. Mm. Now, that argument could probably be also said with Brodie Croft leading 16-0 against Parramatta in round one and capitulating in the second half, whether it's injuries, whether it's just uh, nodding off uh, psychologically throughout the game, whatever it may be, they they gave up a good lead. So there's there's a concern there that mirrors back to the uh, the last trial against the Cowboys. Mm. Tommy Dearden, I feel as though, is a little bit disillusioned. Even if he starts playing first grade, I don't think he realised – I don't think he understands whether his future is at the Broncos or not. They won't let him go. Well, he's off contract this year. He's yeah, a young front, a young halfback of his stature. That kid to me, he looks like the real deal. Mm. And, and I, I read some comments that really hit home with me. Uh, I, he looks like he belongs in the NRL. 
that um, that came from Daly Cherry Evans, actually. He said that he just belongs there and he feels so comfortable there. Brody Croft, to me, looks nervous. Mm. He's not so sure. He's just – They've got to be careful. You know? Brody, right. Look, Brody Croft is a good enough player and, and, and he'll suit some clubs, but I just see this Tom Dearden going past him. You know, they've, they've got to be careful, the Broncos. They've got Tom Dearden. They've got Tessie New. And uh, Brendan Piakura, uh, Piakura, who's a really good young former Australian schoolboy from two years back. Back row? Back row, really. Jordan Rickey, they're all coming off contract. Reese Walsh, they're very impressive 18-year-old fullback. They have. They but, just have so much, such depth in their their junior grades or the kids coming through. It's a, it's a difficult one for them yeah. to, to be able to predict exactly who is going to hit the mark. And and that brings me to Tina Fasumalaawi. He was in the Broncos' ranks, uh, and then while he was a youngster – the club went all out to sign uh, Payne Haas, and they invested heavily in which I could understand. In Payne Haas, who can play, he's a yeah. great player. But uh, Tino had his nose out of joint, and uh, you know, as we know, he joined the, uh, the the Melbourne Storm, and has since moved in the off season to the Gold Coast Titans. So that's you're going to rip in. Oh, it'll well, be, it'll unfortunately, just, Payne Haas yeah. won't be out there because what they got into in Origin, how good was that? Uh, it was good how they they both. Uh, leading up to the game, they they added a bit of colour to the yes. to their rivalry, and we haven't seen that in a, in a few years gone by. But with Tino not going, not staying at the Broncos, I can understand why they went with Payne because at the time, Payne was at Kebra Park. He was getting all the accolades. He was on TV most weeks with the um, the GIO Cup, mm. which uh, they end up going through to the, the final that year. Payne Huss, and he was he was at his destructive best. Whereas Tino grew up in Gympie and played in rep sides. They were beaten continuously year after year. He did make a lot of rep sides, TNA, Queensland sides, but Payne was the – he was the best player. Him and Fafi were the best schoolboys. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, okay, well, we'll see how that one uh, plays out. A couple of other bits of – oh, the James Graham. We're, we're talking about this uh, just before, uh, about his take on uh, concussions. Have a listen to what he said. Now, he revealed – he once considered uh, the game worth dying for – despite the overwhelming risk of long-term illness. Remember he said, it's my body, I can do it as I please. Mm. And people were warning him about, you know, concussions and, and trying to play on. And uh, that was a few years ago. And it, we've come a fair way in the last few years. He's now been to the Super League. He's retired. He's come back and he was on NRL 360 last night. As I went on the journey, what I did, I asked the doctors some questions about the risks and then I asked myself some questions. And was I going to privilege the present over the future? And I decided that I was. I was going to privilege the present over the future. And I think I was willing to take on those risks. And that's not discounting any of these really terribly sad cases where we see ex, um, not just rugby league professionals, but in all of the sports, have some serious um, degenerative brain issues. Look, it's it's a very, very complex issue and I had to do some really deep thinking about what I wanted to do and what were the consequences of me, okay, I'm, I'm hanging up the boots because of um, concussion and the potential for future brain diseases, but where, where was the purpose going to be filled in my life? And I felt I've personally felt like I needed a course. I thought about what's the meaning of my, meaning of life. Maybe for me, the meaning of life was finding something worth dying for. Cool. 
pretty heavy stuff there, uh, and it was. But, you know, it is when you start to talk about concussions and the effects that it can have on your future and whether or not you should play, which, which leads us to, Sats, we are going to talk a bit more about it in the hot topic, but it leads us to whether or not Jake Friend mm. should retire. Is it, it's not a simple yes or no answer, it's really. It's not a simple it? yes or no because, one, we don't know Jake Friend. We don't know the situation that he's in. We don't know what damage he's, he's, uh, he's sustained in the three concussions that he's had over the last, uh, what, three, two seasons. He had one in origin and then the one on the weekend. So, And the older you get when you're at the end of your career, it's not the big shots. Like I've said this over recent weeks. It's not the big shots that you get. It's, the, it's all the little shots you've got throughout your whole career. They're the ones that do the damage. It's the big shots that are the icing on the cake. Should he retire? We don't know. Mm. We don't know him well enough. The medical staff know him better than anyone. They'll be able to assess him. The Roosters have been outstanding, and I think the leaders when it comes to, to dealing with concussion and their players, and most notably the way they're handling Boyd Corner and slowly, slowly letting him come back into uh, NRL. So... They'll do the same with Jake Friend. There's no rush with Jake when it comes to getting on the field. One, they've got depth. Two, he's an important part, an integral part of their club. And three, they don't want to be responsible for him playing again, doing further damage, whatever damage that may be, and and not leading a, a healthy life after footy. Unfortunately, you don't. we don't know. We can't do enough to understand what damage has been done to the brain until post-mortem. Yeah. So that is one of the most... Compelling issues. A lot of people would be listening to us going, well, just retire. It, it's diff, it's just such a hard decision when you know physically in every other way you are fine and ready to keep playing and that's just what, your heart, what you want to do in your heart of hearts. James Graham alluded to that. It's all he ever wanted to do. Now that he's retired and concussion mm. eventually forced him out of the Super League last year when he went back, um, he sees it in a completely different light. So, But you can tell us uh, what you think at any time. We, uh, we love... Your feedback, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three is our phone number or text us, 0477-736-736. We've got some texts here, yeah, Sats, on, yeah. a, on a lighter note. We're talking about the most famous person in your phone. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, Craig's got, oh, I have Mimi McPherson, L's sister, and Matt Rogers. Mimi and, and L. And L. No, Mimi McPherson, L's sister. Yes, yes. Yep. Oh, Mimi and Maddie Rogers. Yeah. Well, they're both very – well, Maddie Rogers, not just footy, rugby league and, you know, dual international rugby Survivor. union famous. Survive. He's, yeah. he's a very high profile. Graham at Dubbo, my most famous person in my phone is Peter Tunks. Mm. What? <laughs> Thanks. Oprah. Or Sid Barnes as well, he said. Who's Sid Barnes? Sid Barnes. Well, well, Sid, Bar- Sid Barnes Sr. was a Australian cricketer. Okay. Sid Barnes Jr. I, yep. I've known for a, a while. I haven't come across Sid for mm-hmm. a long time, but – Okay. Keep them coming. Uh, famous people ooh, in my phone, Mick Cronin, John Sattler, oh, and Scott Sattler, Mark from Curry Curry. Who's Mark from Curry Curry? Now, Mark from Curry Curry has a sports store, and my dad's from – our family's from Curry Curry, dad's side. Oh, of the family, yes. Yeah, great little Newcastle. town west of, west of Newcastle. Hey, Badge, just quickly also on the Toby Rudolph, were you offended? Uncle says, we really want to know if he actually got a pick-up on the night. Oh, please. Do we? I don't know. Sure. I'm distancing myself from that one. Um, answer the should fear be. fear of me getting a warning letter from the NRL. Yeah, the answer should be, don't be so sensitive and precious. If you're offended, get over it and have a sense of humour. Mm. There you go. Right, we're going to get to a break. Hey, uh, up next, uh, David Mead from, well, currently from the Brisbane Broncos. He will be joining us on Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento, winner of Car Sales Car of the Year. 
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Sats here with you, middle of the week, and uh, it can be pretty quiet, Sats, leading up to the big games, but tonight we've got a, a very special guest. There's a, there's a huge game this weekend uh, north of the Tweed. Broncos uh, hosting or playing against the Titans. The Titans are hosting... And a bloke that's played for both clubs with distinction has joined us, David Mead. Uh, how are you, Dave? How are you settling into to life back at the Broncos? Hey, lads. Yeah, um, all good, thanks. It's, uh, you know, it's been a great two months of preseason in January, February there. Um, you know, got some good training in with the, with the lads, got to know them pretty well, and uh, they played our first game last week. Why did you, first of all, you know, you're, well, not retired, but you, you left our shores what, three years ago or so um, to go and play in the uh, the English Super League. Why did you come back? Well, my, you know, my contract was um, coming towards the back end of it uh, last year. And, uh, you know, I was looking for options. I was talking to the wife and we were ready to come back home. And, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what my chances were like playing in the NRL, so... I reached out to a few clubs and, uh, you know, the opportunity came about with the Broncos. So I decided to take that and, uh, you know, now I'm trying to make the most of it. You've always been a quality player, Dave, ever since uh, you made your way into grade, um, what, over 10 or 11 years ago now. And I, I want to touch on your time in the UK Super League. You're with the Le Catalan Dragons in, in France. Now, COVID in France. Now, we were pretty lucky here. We were away from a lot of the, the, the countries. We're a long way from everywhere and we're able to handle it really well. With a young family over there in France, what was it like with COVID throughout 2020? Was it frightening? Yeah, mate, it was. It was frightening. Uh, a lot of uncertainty and, you know, a lot of confusion as well because now we went into lockdown for, you know, three months. We thought it would last three weeks and, um, you know, it ended up being a very long time. So, you know, first, first week or two of lockdown where you know we kind of thought okay it's going to end pretty soon but then it just kept going and going so there's a lot of uncertainty around the game and and the wife and I were pretty getting starting to get pretty nervous about you know what the future was going to look like for both of us because I was um, towards the back end of my contract then I loved my last year of my contract and I wanted to play footy to you know to show clubs in the NRL or Super League that I could still play footy and you know, I felt like that opportunity wasn't going to come, so you know, I was starting to get pretty nervous there. Was there any significant differences between the NRL? I mean, you, you started in the NRL, you've come back, but in your time at the UK Super League, what were the significant differences between both of the both of the leagues? Um, mate, what I noticed is, you know, there's a lot of um, outside backs decisions, like in terms of like jamming and um, you know holding out. I think the NRL's, um, you know, years ahead in, in that area. But in terms of physicality, the speed of the game, um, everything is very, very similar to the uh, to the NRL uh, over there in Super League. I think that's the main difference that I noticed uh, from playing in the UK uh, compared to the NRL. Hey, Dave, bit of a thrill for you. Not only did you uh, did you make the first upside last week, you scored the first try for the Broncos. How, how did that feel? 
off the nudie run? <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> that, was the, that was the main one. Um, yeah, it just felt great, you know. Um, just, you know, I was I was a bit nervous before the game, uh, leading up to it, just wondering how the lungs would go, you know, if, if the speed of the game had changed since I'd been away. And, you know, I knew I'd done all the training, but, you know, you never really know until you actually play the game to see where you're at. Mm. And, uh, you know, the first first 10 minutes, I felt pretty good. And, you know, just getting my few first few carries in, getting tackled and that, uh, you know, got my confidence up. And, you know, to get a uh, try early in the game, uh, certainly helped that. Yeah, and now, a lot of people, well, people realise that you played a lot of footy, I think nine years or so with the uh, with the Titans before you joined the Broncos for a season. Um it was a half a season or a season back before you went overseas. How has Brisbane, the Broncos themselves, changed since you were there last time? Well, when I was here, there was you know guys who were leaders across the park. You know, you look from one side of the wing to the other side of the wing. You had leaders, you know, in between each player, and, uh, and there was a lot of experience as well. So you know, a lot of Origin uh, Australia and representative uh, experience. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that certainly helps. I think um, watching Broncos last year, there was a lot of young guys coming in and, you know, it would have been very hard, especially, you know, getting a try or two uh, scored against you early. The old Broncos that I was with uh, in 2017, that wouldn't have phased them. But I think last year uh, was, a, was a bit of a different story. Is that, yeah. what you, is that what you put the second half down to, just inexperience with uh, with big games, so leading 16-0 and then 24 unanswered points. Is that what you put it down, the second half capitulation down to, Dave? Um, maybe it's got a bit to do with it, but not not, not totally. You know, I think uh, you know, there was a, they scored two tries back to back, and I thought you know most of the game we were uh, playing pretty well there. And I don't know if it's to do with experience or just a lapse in concentration there. And you know they got a couple of. Um, points quickly to get their confidence back up and you know, really shifted momentum so and 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 to their credit you know the players played really well they're running hard um you know gaining meters running up the field and then you know getting a few six again which really hurt us so you know to Paris credit they played really well and um you know it certainly made us do our homework uh, over the weekend you talk about you just mentioned the six again and one of the new rules uh last year but one of the new rules in 2021 was the no scrums from the, the ball into touch and the, and the turnover. You actually had that in the UK Super League last year, didn't you? Yeah, we did, yes. Yeah, so what was your, it, it, what was uh, your feedback to the, the players when the new rule was introduced? Well, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of positives. I, I don't mind it because I'm an outside bummer winger, so you know, it gives me an opportunity <laughs> to you know, score a try. So um, I don't mind that. Um, I think it gives uh, sides who, uh, you know, a, a chance to you know, showcase their skill. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm all for it. You've got plenty of new teammates there. I'm just thinking about you coming back to the Broncos. And is, is there anyone, you're talking about skill, anyone that's surprised you just how talented he is? Any, any particular teammate that you hadn't uh, been come across before? Uh, young Tessie New is uh, the centre on the right edge there. Uh, you know, my first day of preseason, I, I walked in and just seeing how he carries the ball, the way he tackles, how, you know, how much he lifts in the gym, real strong. I thought he was like, uh, you know, uh, 23, 24, but he's only like 19 years of age. And mm. but to see him, you know, to see how he, his physical, you know, stature and all those things, what he can do, you know, it was um, quite scary to see at training. And 
you know, he's only going to get better with experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for Tessie. Kind of why you're part of the reason you're there, I think, to help bring the, the, the young blokes through. Uh, do you still have a soft spot for the Gold Coast Titans, your, your opponents this week? Yeah, mate, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for the Titans. You know, it's the club that gave my opportunity. Uh, you know, without the Titans, I probably wouldn't be here today. So, you know, I've always got a soft spot, but... Um, running out on uh, Friday night, I think that'll go out the window for 80 minutes. <laughs> no doubt. Um, no, yeah, because we need to get that win. Yeah. Hey, listen, I never got to play in the UK Super League, um, Dave. Now, I hear from everyone that goes over there that it's one of the great opportunities you get as a young family is you get to travel. Did you do a lot of travel while you are over there? Yeah, in the first two years, uh, you know, you, you get a um, few bye weekends over there. So, you know, the two, three days uh, you get off, you can only you can you know because I'm in the south of France. You can drive down to Spain, uh, fly across to Italy, which is only an hour or two flight. <laughs> oh, stop it! So it uh, stop it! Mate, it, it, it's it's unbelievable that experience. Uh, I can I can see why guys uh, come back home and you know you have uh, real positive things to say about um, living in uh, in the. And playing in the Super League over there. Uh, Italy and France and and uh, and Spain is a long way from your, your hometown of Lismore, isn't it? <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah, mate, it's, it's quite different over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, do you, do you still have um, hopes for the uh, for the World Cup if it if it goes ahead that you'd you'd be uh, part of the PNG setup? I know you've captained the Kummels before. Yeah, uh, you know it's always a um, you know proud moment to go out and represent my family. Uh, in my country, putting the PNG jersey on, so you know to put that on, uh, which might possibly be my last, you know, World Cup. I definitely love that opportunity, and uh, you know, to get that uh, chance would be um, unreal. Yeah, well, no doubt, uh, another good performance uh, this week for the Broncos against the Titans won't uh, won't harm your chances at all. David Mead, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Great to catch up. Thanks, lads. Appreciate that. Good stuff. David Mead there. He's a champion bloke, Sats. Uh, uh, now, we're going to have a break. Sports Day for the Kia Sorento, winner of the Car Sales Car of the Year. I think he might have been driving one, in fact. Uh, we'll have our hot topic next. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Thank you, voiceover guy. It is it's our hot topic, and we are talking about... James Graham has been on uh, on NRL on Fox. Uh, we, the discussion is around... Jake Friend's concussion and, and other players as well. Of course, he's uh, Sats spoke before about his teammate Boyd Cordner and uh, mm-hmm. the fact that he's not on the park just yet. I uh, got a text here from Bobby G from Lemon Tree. Uh, Evening, guys. Much as I love him as a player and a person, I keep telling my wife and friends Boyd Cordner should retire as I fear for his future well being and feel same for Jake Friend. How many boxers had one fight too many? Mm. It's a really good, really good uh, message, Bobby G, from LTP. Um, what concerns me about Boyd Cordner, and I haven't watched Jake Friends enough, but what concerned me about Boyd was that how easily he was getting knocked out. Yeah, it was just 
basically a, a flick on the head or a flick on the chin, um, and he was out. And that's what concerns me the most. The one from Origin last year when he basically just got the corner of an elbow and it wasn't hard, it wasn't flush, mm. and he was out. He was taken from the field, didn't return, and we didn't see him. Well, we haven't seen him since, and he, he didn't play the rest of the Origin series. That's the most concerning thing, Bobby G, it, I agree. It's going to take a long, long time for us to have as much uh, enough evidence in the brain bank to understand just what the damage is and who and which concussions are worse. And we just don't know. Mm. Sats, I look at your former teammate. If I think of a player that was going to have some serious after football side effects say. very quickly from concussions, I would have thought Martin Lang. And it made him smarter. Yeah. <laughs> and knocked some sense he into him. He went to a university degree for biochemistry or he's, something. He's incredibly intelligent, a great yeah. chat, a champion bloke. But I, And I've said to him, I, I – you know, I would have thought you would have been struggling by now. Um, and, and who's to say he won't be? Who's to say you and I won't be? Or anyone in everyday life who's been, who got knocked out, you know, in a, a, a you know, a fight with their brothers in the backyard or in a, a serious brawl. Who's to, we don't know enough about it yet. But what I think we do understand is the more it happens, mm. I, I believe anyway, the more it happens and, and the more, as you say, of these innocuous knocks that wouldn't normally have knocked the player out, causing that, I think, the, the closer you are to, to giving it all away. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Bobby G says how many fighters had one fight too many. I'll go back to Ali. Ali won the World Championship in 78 for the third time, and they, they could started to see signs of some slowness, but they weren't quite sure. But in 1980, he went and fought Larry Holmes, who was young, and he was his sparring partner. He went, and Larry Holmes was young and, and up and coming and was just tearing everyone apart. Many believe that fight, where mm. they just called the fight off after about eight or nine rounds, because Ali just he couldn't throw a punch. He, he could tell in his face there was that there was serious damage. Yeah, they they believe that that, that, that fight that blank stare that fight was the one that really triggered a lot of his symptoms moving forward. Or oh, sorry, I should have it, it accelerated them. So, so are we? You know, I, I, are we sure that that's what? Well, it sounds like that's what it was. But he, mm. with the Parkinson's later on and. Mm. Everything else, that's what, what led to it Yeah, from the from the, the knocks, yeah. Not good at all. All right, well, uh, listen, a really interesting chat last night we heard on uh, NRL 360, James Graham talking about it. He, he was asked a few things, but uh, at one stage, uh, his thoughts on the testing now and about James, Jake Friend. The game's protocols now are the best they've ever been. Mm. I think there's some huge advancements going on in terms of things we can do for brain inflammation. Um they're only going to get better. I think, can the NRL do more? I think treat people as a case-by-case case rather than gener- generic um, testing that goes on sometimes. <coughs> I think they really need to individualise and personalise it. Um, and look, no one's saying concussion is a good, a good thing. And yeah, I, Jake's, Jake's well-being should be at the forefront of his, um, of his thoughts, but there could, there could be some things further down the stream if he just hangs up the boots now that can be potentially catastrophic as well. Is it easy to say to Jake Friend, from us from the outside, we've played the game, we know how much we're driven to, to be there for our teammates. Is it, an, is it a conversation with Jake and Boyd for that matter to say there's nothing else for you to achieve in the game? Now, it's easy to say now that we're retired, Badge. Mm. Multiple premierships, finally represented his state. Uh, he's actually played for Australia too, Jake Friend. Yes. So, he, player of the years, he's, he's had to come back from, 
some bad decisions early on in his career and fight his way back to be a club captain of one of the proudest clubs in the in the competition. Boyd Cordner the same. Is is the discussion with family and friends around there's no nothing else to achieve? I, I imagine those discussions would be taking place and I really strongly suspect that Trent Robinson would have those mm. very deep and, and um, important discussions with his players, as would many other people at the Roosters. Very well-run well club and uh, they at the forefront of their uh, their coaching and everything else is around uh, and running that club is around the player welfare, mm. no doubt at all. And we do know more and more about it here as well. Uh, Steve from Raymond Terrace Sats. Yeah, it was so refreshing to hear James Graham speak openly and honestly as a sportsman. I'm a Roosters fan. I want to applaud all the media and praising the Roosters in their efforts surrounding head knocks. I, I applaud them also. I applaud James Graham for how honest he's been. But you know what? What I love about his honesty is when all the concussion protocols were starting to get introduced, he was questioning them, saying, it's my body. I know what I'm getting myself into. Don't tell me what I can do with my body. Yes. And then he went and investigated. He asked questions. He did some research and then came back 180 and said, I'd still do it. I'd still die for this game, but I, I'm a lot more... I'm a lot more educated and I've got a greater understanding of what damage I'm going to face later on in life. And he admitted that a lot of that stuff a few years ago about him being his body and do what he wants was posturing for him to be seen as the big dog in the yard. Mm. He had to be seen he's – got, he's, got he's got to play against the hardest men in the game in the toughest position in the game. And he, he – I think he believed he thought he had to put on that front to say, I don't care what happens, I'm just going to lead, I'm just going to throw myself into it. If I get knocked out, bad luck. But he knows better now, and he's, he's said as much, uh, just how important it is to understand what happens to your body every time you do get a concussion. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, look, it's a really complicated one. Should Jake Friend retire? Uh, will you tell us what you think uh, on that uh, talkback number, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, or you can text us 0477367366. Can I lighten up the mood a little bit? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, we're talking about you, the most famous person in your phone. Yes. Mine's, I think, Alan Jones. Yep. Um, danger from Cairns. Now, we're changing Danger's profile here. Don't roll your eyes, Woogie. I'm going to change his profile. It's not Danger from Cairns. It's Danger's on the Cairns. Right. Okay. He's saying <laughs> okay. Dick Johnson. I had, oh. Peter, I had Peter Brock and a few more. Could you imagine well, Danger calling Dick Johnson after a night on the Cairns? Well, we, well, we might find out from uh, from his son, Stephen, who comes in. Yeah. I want, Dick might be calling Danger. What do you reckon Danger does for a job? Woogie, what do you think? Accountant. Accountant. Something completely that's not danger. I think he's a stunt man. That's not danger. I think he's a stunt man. (laughs) He's in danger all the time. Or he's climbing power poles and replacing. He's working for. Tax office. Tax office? Yeah. No, he's not an accountant. (laughs) All right. He's sitting in a bath naked. Who's the most famous person in your phone? On the back of Tom Brady, giving his phone number out to all of his fans and saying, here. Send me a text, give me a message, and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. Get, better get to a break. You'll be blown away with car air conditioning at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com when we come back. Our new segment, what? This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento. Winner of car sales, car of the year. On Sports Day... 
It's time for the unusual, what? the stupid, what? and the ridiculous. What? I love this. That's, I'm just looking up. We've got some texts here before we do our uh, what about... Uh, the, Can you read the one out that you're laughing uh, about most famous people in your phone? Oh, yes. This is from Mick G at Woodbury. Everyone's trying to be... Rhyming, yeah. Mickey G from Woodbury. Mickey G from Woodbury. Uh, I don't know about my phone, but my neighbour in the early eighties was Ken Kaiser <laughs> from the KB United Soccer Club, at, which was where was that? Was in Newcastle, was it? Yeah. yeah, in Newcastle, KB United. And when we moved to Rathmines, the news agent owner was Keith Harris, who also played. That's as close to fame as I've come. If you know someone more famous than Ken Kaiser <laughs> or Keith Harris, and they're in your phone. Send us oh, a uh, text zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Now, what is uh, yeah something unusual, strange, mm. whatever? Sats, who have you got? I've got a few, but I'm going to start off um, with uh, the Golden Gay Time, which is everyone's fa- one of everyone's favourite ice blocks growing up. No jelly. Tea. What is that? Is that a what in itself? Not one of your favourites. No, Woogie. No. Okay, but they've come out with chocolate. Who, who is pretty go- good on the ice cream? Yeah, Golden Gay Time chocolate popcorn. What? How good does that sound? No, not good. Doesn't at all. sound I just good. Just like the old Golden Gate time. Yeah, well, the popcorn sounds really all right. good. All right. Like is that it? it? That's, That's your it. what? Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what I've, I've got. got. No, I've got another one. But okay. You, you can go. Uh, the AFL has approved a medical replacement. Now, what? The game's got seven reserves replacements already, <laughs> and they've reduced the number of interchanges to 80. What? what? <laughs> at one stage, it was out. Oprah, at one stage, it was 120 odd. What? So, this is a challenge. What do they one, need then? another medical replacement for? 80 replacements. Yeah, no, they've got a medical replacement now. So, a 23rd man, just in case someone what? gets a concussion or another injury. <laughs> I, can't, I just don't understand <laughs> oh, it. Oh, that'll do me. Yeah. That'll do me guts. Sats? My next one is about Fred, uh, Fritz, not Fred, Fritz Peterson. Fred Peterson played for the Panthers. Uh, Fritz Peterson, do you know who he is? Well, I'm going to tell you. He's a baseball, former baseball player in the 60s and 70s. And he was he was famous for he broke a, a couple of records um, for uh, pitching. His career record is one of the, the so the he's a great player in Major League Baseball. But that's not what I'm talking about. What right. I'm going to educate a little bit about Fritz Peterson, born Fred Inglis Peterson, is that he's widely known for trading families with his teammate what? Mike Kekic. How often did he do this? No, well this this is what happened. So so he uh, he swapped wives and children with his. His uh, teammate Mike Kikic. did not. Yeah. What? The, the, the arrangement the pair announced was at spring training in 1973. The Peterson and Kekic families have si- have been friends since 1969 and still friends today. So they've kept the they they've kept the other wives and and kids. I well I what? that's not legal. Exactly. You, you can swap wives, but the kids you, the kids aren't allowed to be. You can't just do that. You and can't be said, trading. He's your been kids. quoted as saying it's a love story. It wasn't anything dirty. Okay. Oprah? So you come up with some strange ones. What? Hey, quickly off the text. Hi, guys. Regarding the head knocks, I still, still think it's up to Jake Friend. If he wants to play on, even though it could lead to brain problems in the future, it's his decision. Michael from Dremoyne. Well, let's hope, Michael, that he gets as much uh, advice around this as is, uh, as is possible before he decides whether he's going to get back out on the field or not. This is Sports Day for Kia. Thanks for all your texts and calls. The seven-seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned car sales Car of the Year.
listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.